0: <clears throat> Thank you. Um, I am super excited to share Disruptive Pediatrics with you guys. Um, and I want to tell you how this idea got started. Um, I don't know how many of you guys happened to go a couple of years ago to um, the ICPA extravaganza in Washington, D.C. Anybody know? Uh, so it was a couple of years ago. Uh, Dr. Uh, was one of the featured speakers. Um, he's the one who owns patient Media. He's not a chiropractor, but he's um, he's been a chiropractor patient for like 30, 40 years, uh, and his whole uh, and his whole goal is to um, to just help chiropractors kind of get the message out there from a patient's point of view. That's his, his big thing from a patient's point of view. And he dis- he presented this thing called this disruptive chiropractic, which is always a kind of clever name. And you say chiropractic is very disruptive. It doesn't treat anything. This required prescription. It's natural. It's safe. And it respects the wisdom of the body. And that's very disruptive to traditional healthcare. Right? That's not what traditional healthcare stands for. Matter of fact, uh, traditional healthcare stands for like exactly the opposite. You know, uh, everything about traditional healthcare is treating. Right. Um, please, if you guys are in this room, do not use the word treat. Right. I don't have treatment rooms. I don't treat my patients, right? I, there's nothing to, what's a treat in my office is the baby straws. That's a treat in my office. <laughs> or the, the organic, earth, uh, earth-fair lollipops. You know, the, that's a treat, right? So do not use the word treatment in your uh, in, in clinic because it is not a treatment, it's not a treatment room, right? Uh, it doesn't require a prescription. That gets the, the medical community very mad. Because they want to prescribe, right? The physical therapists uh, up until recently were not direct care uh, primary access. Now they are, but they were not direct care primary access. So it was that, that's that's what they're just used to doing is is sending people, um, you know, referring people that they don't necessarily do that. That's very challenging for that. That's very disruptive for their you know the way that the medical establishment does does things. <clears throat> it's completely natural and it's safe. I don't know if you guys saw the recent article that came out in one of the journals uh, out of British Columbia about how chiropractic, um, you know, that they're studying to see if chiropractic is safe and they can find almost nothing that says that chiropractic is harmful, has any adverse events, but they said it's inconclusive. So even though you can't find the thing, but there might be something lurking out there, so we better say it's inconclusive uh, evidence. Uh, And we have the error on the side of caution. And this is written by a bunch of chiropractors. Thanks a lot. Um, so it is safe, it's natural. And respects the wisdom of the body. That's the most beautiful thing that we try to teach our patients. It's like your body is this unbelievable healing, self-healing, self-regulating organism. You just gotta tap into it, right? And they need to learn that because they don't know that, right, and we know that. We've been indoctrinated for years and years and years. They don't know that, we need to share that with them. So that's how I came to this I just was disruptive. And I remember sitting in the seminar in 2018, they sit next to me, and I said, I really like the idea of disruptive triathlete. How about disruptive pediatrics? And she said, wow, that sounds really kind of cool. Uh, so then Lisa and I spent uh, the, the rest of the weekend kind of writing out what disruptive pediatrics uh, was in our So I'm now presenting this uh, for the first time to you guys. It's finally bubbled up uh, to, to this. So then I'm going to give you my top 10 list. But before I give you my top 10 list, I want to talk to you a little bit about how this really started. Because even though it started 2018 with hearing Dr. Uh, uh, hearing Belasta talk about disruptive chiropractic, it really started actually on my drive to Atlanta in 2001. with Lisa and my son Palmer, um, Dr. Sid Williams at the founding university that asked me to teach here, um, teach the pediatric because The pediatric person was retiring, and if Dr. Sid asks you to teach, you just say yes. Um, so I sold my practice up in New Jersey and came. Down here, and I had a heavy pediatric practice, you know, back in New Jersey too. Um, but what happened was, there was a lot of things about that pediatric practice, even though I loved it and my patients were amazing. I wanted to change everything. So the idea of disruption happened on this drive down there because Lisa and I were talking, and you know, it's quite a number of hours to go from New Jersey to uh, Atlanta. So we're talking quite a bit, and we said, let's start making a list of everything we did in my New Jersey office, and let's do the exact opposite in my Atlanta office, right? So we accept we have heavy insurance practice in my New Jersey office. Let's get away from that. Let's start to to wean away from the reliance on insurance companies and stuff like that. And we've done that, and now in the last six or seven years, we're 100% cash, with the exception of PI cases of a patient has an accident, we'll still see them. But other than that, we're 100% cash. And that was, a, that was a huge, very disruptive thing to do, to go away from me. I was in all kinds of insurance plans, and now I'm not. right? So that was disruption number one. Number two is I had closed offices. I had you know, a couple of eight by 10 rooms, you know, and everything was small offices like this. I said, I wanna have a big open adjusting area. That's what I want. You know, I've been to seminars, and there's like five or six adjusting tables, and everything's adjusting, there's all that energy there, that's what I want. I want that kind of energy. So we said, all right, let's you know build a place where there's no walls, uh, except for you know, some exam rooms in in the back, you know. So let's let's do that. And we we did, we made this list of all these different things. Everything we did in New Jersey that that was good, but it, but it could be so much better if we changed things, right? So the idea of disruption really started for me and Lisa uh, in two thousand one, and then um, in twenty eighteen it really bubbled into into this kind of stuff. So I want us to think about being disruptive. And why is this important right now? Because right now, pediatrics is in a battle, right? So this is no longer the pediatrics that it was when Webster taught me, you know, I was blessed to have Dr. Larry Webster teach me, blessed to have Dr. Jeannie Ohm be my mentor and hero and boss at the ICP for years. So we've been blessed by some disruptors already, and hopefully some of you guys met Dr. Jeannie before she passed in the last year. Um, so, it, but it's imperative because in British Columbia, chiropractic pediatrics is being attacked. In Australia, it is significantly being attacked, and you can't just a kid under age two, right? We, we have to be prepared that, like if we want to fight for what we do, we better be prepared. We better start disrupting. We better become a leader in pediatrics, not just having pediatric offices here and there that are take care of kids, and, and that's great to have successful pediatric chiropractors, but we need to have pediatric chiropractic be the thing. We need it to be the next thing. That's what I really want you guys to think about. And before I go on, um, Clayton Christensen actually is the one who coined the whole idea of disruption a bunch of years ago. Uh, He created a book. I don't know if any of you guys have read it. It's here in the library. It's called Disruptive Innovation, Clayton Christensen. Um, He's in the Harvard Business Review, and he teaches at Harvard and stuff. Um, And the whole idea of disruptive innovation is to really kind of think about, like, think about the Model T, Right? And where it came from, like talk about disruption. Like I know it's hard for any of us to even think about this, but when this thing was what came about in 1908, there was like no cars on the road. There was mostly horse and buggy, and there's a few cars here and there. But to create like this assembly line, this thing, this revolutionized everything. Right? One person, Henry Ford, had the idea: that if we could get enough cars out there, we could change the way the world works, and he did it. Right? And why can't we do that with chiropractic? Right? And, and, and here's the deal. And people say, well, the reason is because we've been 125 years this year. Right. Um, so the reason is because we've been around for so long, we can't do anything now. We're kind of like too embedded. No, 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 no. There was already cars since like the late 1800s, early 1900s. There was already cars. Cars were not Henry Ford was not the first car. Right? This model T was. It wasn't the first. It was just the first breakthrough car. Why can't we not disrupt the pediatrics? Why can't we disrupt the world enough? You, not just someone who's been out in practice 30 years, but you guys start going out there right now, today, and start disrupting what people think about chiropractic pediatrics. Why can't we do that right now? Right? Don't give me the excuse that we've been around for 125 years. I don't care how long we've been around. I don't care if we've been around for 1,000 years. It doesn't matter. What matters is what we got, people need. I had a boy on Tuesday come in, I first saw him a few months ago, he wasn't walking, he's three and a half years old, now he's walking. Right? That's amazing. That's disruptive. Why doesn't every kid who isn't walking go to a I don't understand. I, we just had a pregnant woman who had a breech baby, she was adjusted, she just wrote me this glowing five-star Google review saying thank you so much and the baby turned blah <clears throat> blah. and that's not my goal, right? My goal isn't to turn any babies, it's so can help's more room, I get that, I get that. But still a big success story. Why doesn't every woman get adjusted while they're pregnant? She said to me after <clears throat> she came after the baby was born. She said, I can't I can't imagine any having any children without being pregnant without getting adjusted. That should be the mindset. Why isn't that the mindset? Don't we adjust enough people? You know what the answer is? No. We're hardly seeing 10% of the population. And how many of them are like us? Like-minded in our brain, very few, right? We have to create more disruption. That's what Clayton Christensen was all about when he started talking about this kind of stuff. What makes successful disruptive innovation? Enabling technology, innovative business model, coherent value network. Do we have, in chiropractic, any of those? No. Let me just give you the short answer. No. We do not have any technology. Now, yes, we have activators, and you know, those are great, and we have some fabulous EHR. You know, so what? Right? So what? Right? Why, with all the clever teeth we have in our profession, why don't we have really cool apps? Chiropractic apps. And not from someone's office to make appointments. Like, oh, this is a great idea. I'll put an app so they can make appointments. appointment. Oh, who cares? Right? That's not an innovation, right? That's whole hum Everybody can do that. There's no big deal about having an app for a phone. What, what are we talking I don't know. I don't know what kind of app is out there. But who have ever thought that you can actually take your phone and put it on your finger and not have to prick your finger and get diabetes, promote you with diabetes, and get your get a basic idea what your blood sugar is? Who would have ever thought you could do that with a phone? Well, someone's got do something you can do with a phone and promote chiropractic, right? Do we have any innovative business models? No. No, some chiropractors take insurance, some chiropractors don't. Some chiropractors do this, and this, and this, 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 and there's a bazillion different business models. That's not really a very successful model for disruption. Right? You want disruption to be being boom, laser focus, everybody all in the same kind of thing. You know, if you want to break through a wall, you can't go tap, 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 tap. Right? You want to break through that wall, you better have a pile driver just a bunch of force going into one place to break through that wall. We're just trying, what's happening? There's a whole bunch of, there's, there's 70,000 drivers going, stop, tap tap, tap 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 tap. why isn't it breaking? You're know, stop, stop breaking. You stop breaking because you can't break a wall tapping out of your finger, right? You need a pile driver smashing through that wall. So we need to of A very good, innovative business model. What is that? I don't know. I'm see you guys. You guys are the brave, you guys are the bright, innovative people who can really think on your feet. You guys are the ones that come up with this kind of stuff. Not that people have been doing this for 30 years like me. And a coherent are network. Nobody knows what the hell is. chiropractic is. You, talk, you go to Kroger's, stand there, don't do this, <laughs> don't do this. But if you went to Kroger's, and you stood there, and you asked every person who came to what's the chiropractic, you get, for every person you spoke to, you get a different answer, right? Every single person, a different answer. That's a bad business model, right? What's the Model T for, that they asked Bill 1908? It's that specific car, right there. What's a vaccine? It is this specific thing, delivered in this specific way. What's chiropractic? Well, some people say it's this, and some people say it's this, and this this is it. Some people believe that there's a subluxation, some people there's no subluxation. There's a subluxation deniers, it denies every single subluxation. It, it, there's too many opinions, right? I want you guys to realize this is what disruption is about. Chiropr- the reason chiropractic is where it is, is because we don't disrupt. We don't disrupt. We got a whole bunch of people doing it their own way. And what we need is we need a coherent force, which I really feel the ICPA is it, which I'm so glad you guys are out here. I feel like the ICPA is that coherent force to help start pile driving through, to drive the innovation that we really need to happen in chiropractic. And I think you guys are the nighest of this, right? Life University, this is where it's at. <clears throat> All right. So here's the first thing, Larry Webster, my teacher, my hero and mentor back in the 80s, 1989. I took his class for the first time when I was here at school. He said, "Kids are kids, not little adults." Giant mistake number one that will make you a non disruptor is adjust the kid as if a little adult, dumb it down, right? So you can take this adjustment, and you make it to this adjustment, and now it's a kid adjustment. No, 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 and no. If anybody, if any of you guys have taken any ICPH seminars, you absolutely realize that it's a whole different model. Pediatric Chiropractic is as different as Gonstad and Thompson. They're both great, I love both techniques, Gonstad and Thompson are both fabulous, but they're very different. And so it's pediatric chiropractic. The way you approach a child, should be very, very different, as different as Gonstead is to Thompson. That's the number one most important thing. You, If you want to round Dr. Webster up, you would say to him, well, you know, what I did when I adjusted his atlas is I did a cervical chair, but instead of going like this morsel, well, I just did it this morsel. Oh. Not that that's bad or wrong, right? It's not wrong to do that, that's not what I'm saying, because constant Thompson, Activator, full spine, diversified network, PGI, whatever it is you use, it's all great. But it's not taking an adult adjustment and swallowing it, right? It's looking at the biomechanics of that kid and saying, we're going to create a completely different kind of cervical chair adjustment for the child based on his or her age, based on what's going on with that ch- the child, based on just the child's special needs, based on how is the child sitting? Is the child sitting completely on its own? Or is it... Is he at any hypotonia? Is he really stiff? Whatever going on. We have to modify it based upon the kid and their spine, and know the pediatric spine well enough that you know how to modify it. That is not, the, a pediatric spine is not the same as an adult spine. If you've ever seen some pediatric X-rays and if you haven't, study this. <clears throat> Babies' spines are not the same. Joints of blue skin in the circle spines are not there. Ossification centers are all over the place. We're not talking apples to apples. The pelvis is in multiple pieces. It's not the same. So we have to change it. It's a whole new skill set. And we're, Number two, focus on the whole child. The child comes into my practice, they're not a symptom. They're not, there's a cue with autism, there's a cue with ADHD, there's a cue with Lyme disease. They're not a symptom. I look at the whole child, every kid in my office is a different kind of adjustment based upon what's going on with that particular child. We will examine them chiropractically, we will examine them neurologically from a functional neurological perspective, and then we'll come up with a specific kind of adjustment for that particular kid. And I will do specific exercise for that particular kid, and we'll do specific recommendations about food for that particular kid. And every kid gets its own particular kind of adjustment, style, and technique, and exercise, etc. It's not a cookie-cutter system. I really, really, really abhor when I hear cookie-cutter systems. So yeah, this kind of kid you do this, this kind of kid you do this. That's not how it works. Every kid is different. Every kid is different. We have to understand that. So ICPA is really big into talking about this salutogenesis, right? This is one of the most important words that we can learn in chiropractic is a salutogenic model versus an allogenic model. Allogenic model says when something is broken, you fix it. Salutogenesis says you can always get healthier. No matter where you are, no matter what's going on, because of neuroplasticity, you can always get healthier you can always make a part of the body stronger because the brain has infinite capability if you tap into it the right way. If you give it new and novel stimulus, what it needs, the way it needs it, it can change. And that's what the solutogenic model is all about. It's about getting someone someone comes into your office like this, whether it's a child or a pregnant woman or adult, whatever, and we wanna get them up like this. right? We wanna bring them up to higher and higher and higher levels. So when does chiropractic end? Never. That, does, that doesn't mean that every patient chooses that way, and that's okay. But the whole point is that you can never get healthier. Right? Like you can never get un, like you can never get too healthy. Like not too healthy. I'm like too healthy. You keep you can keep on going and get healthier, stronger. But that's a, that's the amazing thing. Like if you took drugs, you can take too many drugs and get sick from it. Right? But with chiropractic care on a regular basis, done correctly, right, not just pounding, pound, 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 whatever, just adjust the high spots, but if you find subluxations and you fix subluxations when you find them, then that person will, every time you do that, it's a deposit, a deposit, a deposit, into the health bank account. What other profession has that ability? That a healthy person can come in and walk out healthier. Maybe another person could do that. This is it. This is the only profession in the world where we have that capability. <clears throat> Number three is that patient, is, we are patient-centered, not technique-driven. So going back to this thing I was talking about with Webster. <clears throat> every patient gets very specific care based upon their needs. What happens? What happens if the child cannot lie down or refuses to? You're going to force them on the table, hold them down? There are chiropractors that do that. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. I won't do that. Because that's not the experience I want my kids to have. You don't want to get adjusted lying down? You get adjusted sitting up. You get adjusted lying on your back? You don't want to go on your back? You want to play by the toys like this little boy here? This little boy here first game, Did not say a single word. Three months of care, the kids talking up a blue street. That kid not has to shut up. Unbelievable change, right? That's chiropractic care, right? That's chiropractic care. He had speech therapy for three years, right? And I didn't tell the mom to stop speech therapy, keep on speech therapy, but his speech therapy alone wasn't doing it. Neuroplasticity did it. Doing something new to his brain did it. And doing it in a manner that he was okay with did it. He wanted to play by the toys over here. Who cares? My adjusting benches are over here. I would love to have him over here. He didn't want to go over there. Am I just going to say, all right, mom, dad, pick him up, hold him down. Is that the kind of, do I want that kind of adjustment delivered to him? Is is he going to want to come back to my office? No, he plays over there, he's excited. But you know what you have to have? Is techniques that allow that. So you may not have techniques that allow that. So you have to find him. That's why you do ICPA club. That's why you do ICPA seminars. That's why you do a lot of reading and research. All you got should be like heavy duty readers and researchers, my chiropractic and pediatrics. You should be getting stuff all the time to research, 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 research every new kind of innovation you can think of. Because you've got to be able to provide for kids. If they can lie face down, or they can lie face up, or they want to sit, or they want to sit by the toys, you've got to be able to provide an adjustment for them no matter where they are. That's one of the things I'll teach you in the advanced technique class. Is adjustments, no matter where they are, because I am focused on their adjustment. Like I may want to be, I may want to adjust them with an activator or want to adjust them full spine, but they're not ready for that. Their nerves, and what is it that they can't take it? No, their nerve system isn't ready for it. Do you get the difference? So you can deliver a high velocity adjustment on a child <coughs> by holding him down and doing that, but if their nerve system isn't ready for it. And you're not going to get the response you want. And then the next time they come, like I love talking about this, you, if you do something to a kid and he doesn't like it, and then you come back the next time, how much does that child weigh before they go into that office? 500 pounds. Because all of a sudden you get a 30 pound kid who doesn't want to go into that office, <laughs> <laughs> they are in that car seat and they can't get out. Right? They will literally weigh five, and mom will I can't get them out. Right? And I've heard this before from other uh lots of, of the chiropractors, like, you know, I can't even call you doctor because if I call you doctor, he's gonna start shrieking and screaming. Don't call me doctor, I don't care what you call me. Right? I just that doesn't matter to me. I I don't need a title to do what I do. I just want to do it. I just want just the kids, bring them on. Right? So I mean, it's all about them. And what happens is as their nerve system tells me through reevaluations. That the nerve system is getting better, then we can start introducing different things. So that's why, not that it's bad or wrong. I started out as a full-on Godstead chiropractor, right? And I love Gonsted. It's my still my favorite base technique, is Godstead to learn, learn that? Learn that technique. Learn whatever technique is your favorite. But that is not, would not be appropriate for this boy at this particular time. But at, over time, now he's started to, first he was over here by the toys. Then he sits by the, he's sitting on the bench. Now he's lying down on the bench. Now he can do different things than I couldn't before he was over here, right? But his nerve system told me, it's not like I am a gostinchirop, or I'm a top chiropractor, this is how I'm gonna do it. I don't care what your title is and what you're certified in. It's about the child. Are they ready to receive that adjustment? If they have primitive reflexes that are positive, if they have their eyes, are tracking wrong and accommodating wrong and VORs, wrong, all that kind of stuff. If they have any of these neurological things going on, their nurses it may not be right for that kind of adjustment. Once again, not that it's bad wrong, right? And someone delivers a more high loss adjustment and gets great results. Fabulus go for it. That's what they believe in and it's all good. Right? Any chiropractic says no chiropractic, right? That's what we used to say. So, but understand that when you see a lot, of special needs kids, this is what you're going to find that their nervous systems will tell you when they're ready for the next level, and the next level, and the next level. <clears throat> Number four, people want different. I love this quote from Robert Frost. Two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by and I made all the difference. I am so glad that I've met people like Webster and Jeannie and all the people that I've had a, a chance to meet over the years who have been like major influencers because they shaped me and helped me take the road less traveled. And yet, is it, has it been easy to do what I do? No, I've had to fight a lot of battles. But that's made it really worthwhile to see the beautiful success stories that I can go for hours and hours and hours and hours to tell you all the success stories that I've seen. Them. Someone asked me the other day, I was adjusting using his own. He said, Dr. how many people have you adjusted in your career? He said, how many, actually, he said, how many adjustments have you delivered in your 30 years in practice? I'm like, you know, I had no idea. So I had some people do some calculation. I stand to some calculation. Somewhere close to 500,000 adjustments that have been delivered in my practice career so far in 30 years. That's cool. And you know, so, know what he said when, when we came up with that number? He said, "You should shoot for a 1000000 I'm like, I like that. Right? I'm shooting for a million. That's the whole point. That's what made it, makes it different, right? That's what makes it fun and exciting. Is doing something different. Don't do what everybody else does. There's plenty of backpackers out there. There's plenty of $29 adjustments out there. That's not what this is about. Right? It, it, it's not it, what, what it's about is reaching the people. The kids need us. They're desperate. They're desperate for us. They're dying without us. Do you get that? They're dying without us. They need what we do. You've got to develop a sense of urgency. You know what disruption is about? It's building a sense of urgency in you and then in others. Of oh, why what you do is so damn important that they should not, live. when a pregnant woman or a mom of a kid, with, a mom of a kid with, with Lyme disease and pandas started getting adjusted, uh, the boy started getting adjusted recently, the kid completely changed. Three years, he's been getting this biomedical thing and that thing and this thing, and he's done better, but nothing has skyrocketed. This kid's she just gave an amazing review to a couple weeks ago. This is disruptive. Because we changed what we did to this child, we changed his little brain. And that's the key, is changing their brain. Change their brain, change their life. That's the, what's different <clears throat> about what we do. You can, you, okay, this, <clears throat> those of you who haven't heard me speak about this kind of stuff before, you might touch the spine, but you're not a back doctor. You're not a back doctor, you're not a bone doctor, right? You're a nurse system specialist, that's what you are. That's what you are. Make sure your patients, even in clinic or student clinic, understand that. You're a nerve system specialist. The back is my entry in. That's all it is. It's just a way in. <clears throat> Make sure that people understand this is your attitude. Don't be afraid of using terms like subluxation, above, down, inside, eye, in, they, they want to hear this kind of stuff. There are, plenty, there are plenty of professions out there doing manipulation. Physical therapists now are manipulating. What makes their adjustment, quote unquote, different than our adjustment It's this. It's what we believe and what we say behind it that makes the difference. Because if all it is is a thrust, anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. Right? They, are now, they are now doctors of physical therapy. They have now become primary care. They want back pain. You know what I say? Take it. I'm uninterested. You want back pain? Take it. I want the kids. I want the kids, I want the pregnant woman. You can have all the back pain you want. Right? I'm uninterested in back pain. What I want is to change the world, one kid at a time. One pregnant mama at a time. That's what I want. That's much more exciting. There's there's a lot more draw to I want to change the world one kid at a time, then let's keep give, give me another back pain person to fix up. Right? I don't think there's anything exciting about that. People want to talk about this kind of stuff. They want to hear about it. And even if the person who comes in to you with back pain, guess what? They either have kids, grandkids, or nieces or nephews. So you want to build your pediatric practice in clinic? What do you have to do? One word, three letters. Ask. Ask. Ask, ask, ask. If you don't ask, they don't know. If you don't ask, they want, hey, you wanna bring your kids in? Oh, wanna bring my kids in. They have a supply nurses and don't pay. Is that important? I had somebody to say to me the other day, a chiropractor, I say to me the other day, I was at an ICP like, huh. You question for us? Uh, so he said, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand chiropractic for kids because they think adult spines are really important. Right? What? Kids' spines not important. Like, when does it? When, what age does it become important? Right? Like, is there is there some delineation? I should know. Is it two? <laughs> is it six? Is it ten? When does a spine become important? To, to We should take a look at it. Right? I don't understand that thinking at all. I'm like, no, the the spine is as important as the kid was one day old. Last week, one day old came in. I want to check that little spine. Right? That's the most important thing. Next to to the ABCs, you know, airway, breathing, and circulation. I think it should be ABCS. (laughs) That's what I think. Airway, breathing, circulation, how's your spine? Right? That's the next thing to talk about. Parents want healthy, happy, vibrant kids. Chiropractic is part of that answer, right? We have to tell them that. They don't know. People don't know that it's part of the answer. And understand that I said part of the answer, right? A lot of the special needs kids that we take care of, there's a lot of people taking care of these special needs kids. <clears throat> they are OTs and PTs and speech therapists, whatever, and you better be okay with that. Right, the people who say, uh, I do it all, right? I'm not referring to anybody ever. Well, that's really not a good attitude. That's really not a good attitude because they, a, a kid who's on the spectrum, a kid who's got some sort of ADHD issues or whatever, they need a lot of help. And you can't do that, you're not a one stop shop. So don't be upset. You want to be a disruptor? Don't be upset about referring. you ref- you become a referral maniac. I am a referral maniac in my office. I am, every single day, go to, here's the PR dentist for a tongue tie, and here's an OT, and here's a speech therapist, and I'm a referral maniac. Here's a lactation consultant. Here's an OBGYN that, you know, is favorable to chiropractic. That's what you should do, because the more you send out, what happens? The more you get back. As you give, so also shall you receive, right? <clears throat> Be okay with that. <clears throat> Make sure, like Tom, I'm more focus on the brain <clears> of <throat> system. Train. The fact that you guys are here on Thursday where you can be somewhere else, good job. Be here every Thursday. Support the ICPA. Wear their shirts, right? <clears throat> Do their things, get involved in all the different activities that these guys <clears throat> are doing. I'm so proud of the ICPA club and where it's going. I think <clears throat> everybody is just, we're doing such a great job. This club used to be a very small club. And a couple of years ago, one of my interns who's now in Wisconsin, Amanda Haynes, Dr. Amanda Haynes, she took this thing and changed it. And now it's one of the biggest clubs here on campus. And single handed another another, person single-handedly created tremendous, tremendous change, right? And you guys doing a great job keeping it up, so I appreciate that. But this is what it's all about, is training. Are you going to ICPA, hey, don't have to be ICPA, right? There's plenty of other great pediatric stuff out there. One of my buddies, he's a former I.C.A. teacher, Dr. Martin Rosen, he's amazing. I love his work. Uh, Dr. Carol Phillips does incredible work. The ICA itself has a pediatric organization. There's plenty of, Dr. Monica Berger, amazing chiropractor. There's a lot of great pediatric stuff out there. Train, train like crazy. Read, study, go to seminars. Learn as much as you can. Take advantage of the time that you have now to, to look into these kind of things. Make sure that you guys, like almost all of my peak students have almost 100% of them have always been in some way involved in the ICPA club. Make sure that if you want to Beatrix, that you are in a peak office and that that's what they do. Right? Don't go to a PI practice or a sports practice because that's not your, your thing. Find your thing and then jump into that thing headlong. Immerse yourself. Right? Immerse yourself so that you become so involved. My former PE interns, they're all having an amazing time. Either one of them just graduated a couple quarters ago, she is now (coughs) enjoying the practice in Colorado or somewhere out there, Wyoming, one of those states out there. So, (laughs) she joined the practice, mostly pediatrics, because they want to get more pediatrics, and they're like, she's the right person for this. Right, that's what we want, that's what we want. We want people to go out there and go crazy over taking care of kids. Why not? That's the whole idea. You know, we are not back doctors. We're not bone doctors. We're not spine doctors. We're nurses and specialists. Start saying that. This is a dissection, by the way, done in 1908. this is not from like the, the body um, exhibit downtown by the uh, station. <coughs> this is done in 1908 it's in some osteopathic school. I have to find um, that these two uh, osteopathic students in 1908 dissected the entire nurse system out. And somehow stained it and put it onto this thing, <clears throat> like this. Where does it not go? Right. That's how important what it is that we do. It goes everywhere. And what's kind of funny about this is, like, if you think about it, the whole point of osteopathy is what? Do you even know? It's the blood. The whole point of osteopathy is the blood. But these guys recognized it was more than just the blood. It was the brain of nurses. Right, I think that's super cool. <clears throat> All healing takes time, especially especially these kids. Let me tell you something: especially these kids, their spines, and their systems are not the same. They are not the same. They need more adjustments. They need more time. You better tell that to your patients. If you see especially these kids in your clinic, you better make sure that you tell that to your patients. This is not like, let's do uh, three times a week for uh, a month, and once a week after that for a month, and then we are done. like, no, no, no. This is six months to a year. To try, you gotta change that nervous system. You want neuroplasticity to happen? It doesn't happen like this. It's not a light switch. It takes time, and time, and time, and time. And your solar stations, keep on coming back to them. They have weird patterns. They don't necessarily follow a pattern. Like some people have patterns, most especially these kids, their patterns are very off. Very, very off. And you've got to keep on adjusting and changing, right? That's what we do re every 10 visits, you change, you modify, I'm adjusting this way now, I'm adjusting this way every 10 visits, I'm giving you this exercises now, these exercises later, because the nurse system is constantly changing, changing, changing. You gotta keep on top of this kind of stuff, right? That's what you gotta train. You gotta to train to keep on top of these kind of things, right? That's why I'm going to Michigan this week, Grand Rapids. But Michigan this week to train the ICPA chiro- chiropractors up there to teach them this exact kind of stuff. Right? That's what my, my my whole seminar is about needs kids because that's my thing. I, I, my heart bleeds for them. They're the voiceless ones. And the parents are so utterly confused because there's so much misinformation and disinformation. The internet is an amazing tool, but it's also a horrible tool. Because you get caught in Dr. Google, and you can go all kinds of ways, all kinds of places, and all, they go down all kinds of holes that are the wrong holes to go down, right? And they come into our office and they start crying. I've literally had moms and dads and caregivers start to cry as I talk to them. because They are like, this makes sense. I don't feel like I'm being bullied, pressured, or sold, or anything. You don't have to sell chiropractic, right? P.J. used to say this all the time. There's no selling chiropractic in a pediatric office, it sells itself. There's 20 kids in my adjusting area and three pregnant women, a pregnant woman or a a mom with kids, of course they're sold. They're sold already. It's like, this is what I want. I want someone who deals with a lot of kids. Right? That's the whole idea. You've got to build this in your brains. Right? And the way you do this is to understand that principle number six, those three, three principles. Principle number six is everything takes time. Right? It's better to undersell and over deliver you should write that down. Better to undersell and over deliver. So I'd rather say to a mom, this is not it six months to a year and three months the kid is talking than to say, oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we come to business. Yeah, sheriff. we're scared. We're cracking. And then, and, you know, six, eight months later, nothing's happening, right? That doesn't look good, right? I want you to really, really, really think and really train about what you say to these patients. The moms and dads and caregivers, especially these kids, they want hope and they don't want false hope. They want realistic hope. You know, if the mom says to me, well, is he gonna talk? I have no idea, I'm totally honest. I have no earthly idea what's gonna happen. But I know one thing, his brain nervous system is messed up, he's disconnected like Dr. Malillo, my hero, my mentor says all the time. Disconnected, we gotta disconnect the kid. You wanna reconnect him, there's only one way to do it. You gotta get adjusted. you gotta turn all these perfect reflexes off, you gotta get his eyes working good, stable system. have you gotta get it. You gotta get his brain working the way it's supposed to. If it's not working, he will be the same. Nothing will change unless you change the brain. And that's what we do. That's why you should be here. And they get that. They get that. They realize it's the above down, inside out plus versus outside in. Here, take this pill. Take these. We had a patient coming a couple years ago. Wants this boy, 11 years old. Nothing bad or wrong. And he went to some biomedical nutritionist, blah, blah blah. He was on sixty pills a day. And guess what? One of his chief complaints were, aside from being severely on the spectrum, guess what? One of his chief complaints was That's what the mom said: explosive diarrhea. The mom, I said, what, is it, what kind of supplements he think? Oh, sure, I'll, I'll bring in the, I'll bring him in next time. And I thought she bring in a couple of things. She brought in a whole foods, like you know, the whole foods bags you buy for a buck. You know, the uh, field, this is what he takes every day to spend. Boom. I'm like, oh my god, it's costing you like $1,000 a month for these supplements. I said, does it have to be in every one of them? Well, they did this blood testing, and they did this like uh, bioenergy thing or whatever, and they said that uh, he was missing this, 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 this. So we're supplementing all the things he's missing. like, that's not how it works, right? If right? you, take, you take vitamin C necessarily as an example, I have an orange, it's no longer vitamin C. Because it's not just vitamin C, right? It's all these cofactors and all these things that are right next to it that work with it. So vitamin C in and of itself, not just it's bad or wrong, it's a good thing to take if you want to push your something. but understand that it's not really vitamin C, unless it's in with all the other things that make it vitamin C, right? It's sort of a vitamin C derivative. <clears throat> so he's taking 60 different things, I'm like, can you talk to, him? instead of, I'm not going to diss anybody. I've never diss someone. And I said, instead of, you know, said so you can say, wow, get off all that crap. I'm not going to say that. What I said is, you know what? Talk to the doctor and say, like, what are the, like, top three or five things he needs to be on? So she got him with all the other stuff. Like, he was on 60 different things a day. He went up to, like, 500 different things a day. Guess what happened to explosive diarrhea? Stop. Right? That's what we're talking about, is it takes time, but right? you gotta know the questions to ask, right? This is where the study, this is where going to seminars, and going to a club like this, this is where, where it comes from, is understanding this kind of philosophy, right? Understand, if you haven't read that book, this Standing the Kids, it should be your homework, this great. On Amazon, if you get the second edition for seven bucks paid back, right? You've gotta read this thing, right? This book, i read this book, David, when it first came out years ago, is what got me to see Dr. Little the first time. I took his modules the first time, it was just six or seven modules. Now I'm retaking those modules, 10 modules, or nine, or how many years? Uh, however many modules it is, I'm taking out. Man, however many years, I'm taking Because I want to train on the highest level possible. And that's what your goal should be too. Train to the highest level, right? Get certified in ICPA if you can. <laughs> Become a diplomate if you can do that. You get to the highest level so that the parents know that you are serious. Like, parents look at my credentials and they say, you are serious about taking care of my kids. Like, I see you study, eat, live, breathe, research, you do all these things. I am serious about this, right? That's how you build a reputation, is by being really serious and studying this kind of stuff and understanding the care plans that you give these kids, understanding the neurological rehabilitation that they need, right? chiropractic in and of itself is amazing, right? The adjustment in and of itself is amazing, but without giving them things, homework to do at home, the adjustment lasts this long, lasts a couple of minutes, right, but what do they do when they're away from you to reinforce that adjustment? That's what chiropractic does with the neurological exercises, why they're so important. Mm -hmm. Number eight, kids don't have a problem getting adjusted in my office, they got a problem leaving. When they leave my office, they cry sometimes because they want to be there. That's what you want to create. That's the environment you want to create. You want them to have so much fun, and you want them to be a place to be a celebration. So we have all kinds of kids, all kinds of backgrounds, and everybody comes, and it's like this big old party in my office, because everybody loves everybody, and it doesn't make a difference. What particular diverse place you're from, we accept everybody, and that's a beautiful place to be. They call it neurodiversity. My goal is I want these kids to make them, I want them to feel like every other kid. That, they, that even though, no matter what disability, or what issue they have, that in my office they're just like every other kid. I don't care what's happening with them, I want them to feel really, really good about themselves in my office. <coughs> you know, Maya Angelou says, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you make them feel. That's why kids want to come to my office. They come to my office. I have a little, little boy just started a couple weeks ago. He's got a bunch of neurological issues. And now he comes to the office. They pull up into, into our office park, and he starts saying, "Doctor Ruben, Doctor Ruben, Doctor Ruben." And, and then he walks into the office, and the first thing he does is the cutest thing ever. This this boy is so adorable. He looks at me like this. And he goes, oh, "Doctor Ruben," <laughs> <laughs> right? And the kid's like two or three years old, and it's just so <laughs> beautiful, right? 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 Like this. <laughs> You're being okay, silly. we want to make them feel good right we want to make them feel good <clears throat> we want to talk about the things that bj talked about don't be afraid of talking to stuff don't be afraid of reading green books if you're in my 10th board class i implore you to please download the green books that i give you guys right read these green books they are life-changing things in these things study these green books right <clears throat> The the, the first textbooks, this is the first textbook ever, modernized chiropractic, right? Here's the the second textbook, even though D.D. Palmer says it was the first but it really wasn't. It was three years later. Founded on tone. That's what tone, tone, nerve system, D.D. Palmer, nerve system, right? He didn't even know anything about anything in comparison to what they know now, but he already knew that it was founded on tone. Could you imagine if he was alive today, or B. J. was alive today, and, and they saw all the studies that we have on fMRI's and and scans and all these other things? Maybe like so they'd be like he was ahead of where we are now, because he was. That's how far ahead the founder was. Founded on tone, right? 1910, already knowing this kind of stuff. <clears throat> And the final thing is, kids, and what they, what they eat, how they move, and how they play. Do you get how important it is, how many of our kids are spending all their time sitting on their phones like this all day long? All day long? They're not moving. They talk about sitting is the, is the new smoking, right? You've heard that? Sitting is not the new smoking. You know what's the new smoking? It's not moving. Not moving is the new smoking. That's what's killing people. Is sitting still and having the heart become sluggish and their brain becomes sluggish and all their muscles and their nerves become sluggish, that's the new smoking. Right? It's not sitting. Sitting is the problem. Right? We all have to sit. Right? It's not the sitting, it's the not moving, it's the sedentary, is the new smoking. That's what the real problem is. Right? So let's embrace the disruptive chiropractic. Let's embrace the disruptive pediatrics. Let's do this kind of thing. And here's the most important thing. If you're not an ICPA club member, Join. If you don't go to ICPA meetings, start. If you haven't gone to ICPA seminars, start. Atlanta will be starting up soon. I'm making sure of it. I'm always very on top of this, saying so we got to get Atlanta's back up. We got the money. Right? So it's coming. It's coming soon. I'm working on it. So, but to me, that's the most important thing: is the train, train, train assessment. Right? So the, that which you think about comes about. That, what you think about, comes about. When I decided with my conversation with Dr. Webb two years ago to focus on pediatric chiropractic, at that decision, I was like, shh. And from that moment on, I have sucked kids and pregnant women into my practice. I am in a magnetic draw for pediatrics in my practice, right? And I don't do that by spending two zillion dollars on advertising. I do it because it's my mindset. Right? I decided who I want to see and what I want to see and they come. Right? You've seen the movie, Maybe Feel the Dreams. Build, if you build it, they will come, it's true. Right? I have built in my brain right here your most valuable resource is your brains. You build it right there. I want kids in my practice. I want pregnant women in my practice. You build that now when you're in school, you will have that when you leave. You you will have that listen when you leave, when you graduate in 2035 or <laughs> All right, you're four. See, this is what we want, right? We want the kids involved. We want the kids involved. We want the, the parents involved. We want, we want to build a community. You want to disrupt? Don't build a practice Build a community build a community of people who want to be there, who love you, who love chiropractic, who love kids, who love, build that kind of community, and if you will have that kind of disruptive pediatrics that I've been talking about. Thank you so much.